Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in 2020. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, an APAS Farm Forum this morning discusses a wide range of issues. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today partly cloudy skies, wind 15 kilometers an hour, the high today minus 5, the low minus 11. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, the high minus 4. Wind chill minus 16 in the morning and minus 8 in the afternoon, the low minus 9. Saturday, periods of snow, the high minus 1, 60% chance of evening flurries and the low minus 16. Sunday, cloudy, the high minus 16, the low minus 24. Monday, cloudy, the high minus 15, the low minus 21. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 17, the low minus 21. Wednesday, sunny skies, the high minus 12. The normal low is minus 18, the normal high minus 7. The sun rose at 842 this morning. It sets at 456 tonight. And around the province we have the hot spot is Maple Creek at minus 2 this hour. The cold spot, Stony Rapids at minus 27. Minus 6 in Estevan, Swift Current minus 4, Saskatoon minus 10, Weyburn minus 8, Yorkton is minus 12. Sunny in Regina, minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 15. Humidity is 78%, the barometer rising 102.5. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 7, winds are from the northwest at 11. Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. Topics were wide-ranging at an APAS Prairie Farm Leaders Forum this morning in Regina. The forum included farm leaders from the three Prairie Provinces and the Canadian Federation of Agriculture Vice President from Ontario. Trade, harvest weather and farm support programs dominated the discussion. Manitoba's Bill Campbell talked about the amount of crops severely downgraded by wet weather and the huge stress faced by farmers. And the reality starts to hit home when you cannot market your crop and pay your bills. So there's a tremendous stress in the rural communities. Uh, we look at uh, some of the issues that are ongoing. Uh, we, we know that Manitoba has a farm and rural stress line. The calls are up. In Alberta, 45% of the sugar beet crop has been frozen, and in Manitoba, 45% of the potato crop has been frozen and not harvested. APAS President Todd Lewis pointed to ongoing sales to China despite some trade issues, and he said there is demand for canola and felt the grain industry was not reflecting market signals. I think that needs to be a question we need to start talking about. Is there anybody in this room that can't ship canola right now? There's a demand for it, but it's at the price they're want, wanting to pay for it. You know, we're off a couple bucks at least on our canola. How motivated is our industry to see that, that price get backed up where it is when they're crushing canola at $9 and selling oil at the same price they were last year. The margins in the canola crushing industry are huge. Lewis questioned the lower price when canola remains in strong demand. He also pointed to U.S. farm subsidies and the impact on farm inputs in Canada. But he said there is some positive news. The good news, I think, is always, you know, as Murad said and so on, we've got product that people want, right? And, and shipping's still a big, huge issue, right? 
that's the number one trade barrier we still have on the horizon is still, let's get the stuff through Vancouver, through Churchill, through Thunder Bay, but getting that stuff shipped and, and, uh, and uh, you know, as Keith talked about, more processing, you know, I think the, the government's uh, 2030 plan with, uh, you know, 75%, I'm sure Mr. Merritt will talk about some of that stuff this afternoon about, you know, 75%, more canola crush, all those kind of things are, are you know, vitally important too, and that's how we're going to get out of this mess. Alberta's Lynn Jacobson told APAS delegates farm business risk management programs may need some further review. And some of our stuff that we've really been working on with the BMR end is allowable expenses is one of the things that's been a real touchy point for us as we go forward. And that's some of the things that we just talk about. And everybody's allowable expenses are different in every industry. So, no, the answer is one business risk management program that covers everything as an overall program, yes, but individual industries have to have some uh, ability to moderate that and, and actually apply it to their industry. APAS President Todd Lewis also said agri-stability is not effective and needs more work. Canadian canola seed is being sold into China, but at a much reduced pace compared to one year ago. The president of the Canola Council of Canada, Jim Everson, recently went to China to gain a better understanding of the current situation. There were meetings with Chinese importers as well as the new Canadian ambassador, Dominic Barton. China is still not accepting canola from Canada's two biggest companies, but Everson says some seed is being sold. The two main exporters, Viterra and Richardson, are still in this circumstance where their permit has been removed. There is seed going to China. It's, I would say, roughly about a quarter of what we would normally expect uh, at this time. I think any trade there is a, is a welcome development for our canola value chain. We'd like to see more of that. But clearly, in order to return the situation to where we think it should be, we need to resolve the issues and we need to make sure those two companies, well, and all our exporters, all Canadian exporters, have access to the Chinese market. Canada has made additional canola seed sales to the European Union for its biofuel market. Canola is going to third countries like the United Arab Emirates, where it's crushed and sold its oil to other countries, including China. The statistics show that uh, trade is fairly robust considering the circumstances we have with China. You know, our goal is to open market access uh, around the world and to make sure that uh, our exporters of seed oil and meal have, you know, un unimputed uh, access to markets. Jim Everson is the president of the Canola Council of Canada. He spoke yesterday at a canola industry meeting in Saskatoon. Hello folks, Bill Creech here with Hill 70 Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and polled Herefords, Charlays, red and black Semangus bulls, and Galvey balancers. 75% of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers, plus bred and open commercial females. We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Digelman Industries. Look to Digelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A Nokomis area farmer and director with Saskweed has just returned from a trade mission to Asia. Brett Halstead says the trade mission was in Japan and the Philippines before he joined it in Indonesia last month. He went on to Singapore and Beijing to provide an update on the fall harvest and efforts to provide a high-quality crop. 
In Indonesia, it was the first stop for us. Um, we went to the Bogusari Mills, and Bogusari is the largest buyer of, um, single buyer of wheat in Indonesia, and Indonesia is our largest single customer. They produce or purchase about 2.4 million tons, and Bogusari produces um, flour and baked goods, and they purchase about half of Indonesia's total. So we got a little tour of that and had a seminar with them and got to actually watch a Canadian vessel uh, unloading some 2CW 13.5 wheat. And um, the next day then we had a public seminar with the, the remainder of the Indonesia um, industry that purchases Canadian wheat products or wheat to make products with. Halstead says the trade mission is important for both customers and producers. We talk about um, the quality of our crop this year and, and also just to keep the, a consistent relationship going um, with these countries. We can hear their feedback on what they're looking for. And, you know, Indonesia was very hot and humid, so one of their concerns is moisture levels in our grain. And, of course, with a wetter-than-normal fall, that's you know, a timely conversation as to kind of what went on in Canada. Halstead says the focus was on Canadian wheat and milling and baking aspects. He says Indonesia has been buying more Canadian wheat in part because of drought in Australia. Brett Halstead farms in the Nokomis district and is a director with Sask Wheat. Nokomis is about 135 kilometers northwest of Regina. There are more mixed grain intercropping around the province. Examples include chickpeas with flax, canola with peas, and lentils in wheat. Early adopters are now spreading the message to fellow producers. Lena Shaw is the research manager with the Southeast Research Farm at Redverse. Saskatchewan Crop Insurance knows of 72,000 acres that was grown in 2019. Intentional intercrop acres that people planned to separate the grain. That's almost double what it was the previous year. And we don't know people that aren't reporting to crop insurance how many acres they're growing, but it still shows that it's a substantial commercial trend. Shaw has tried 25 different intercropping options in research trials over the years and has become a leading advocate for the practice which can reduce disease pressure and increase total crop yield. I think when times are tough that's when people make changes and when they're comfortable they don't. So profitability tends to be an attraction for intercropping so we'll see what happens if the acres keep going up and I keep getting inundated with calls all winter then I guess you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Shaw spoke at a farm forum in Saskatoon this week, organized by Glacier Farm Media, which is also in charge of Ag in Motion near Langham. The director of research at the Discovery Farm released results from field trials conducted adjacent to the Ag in Motion site. Blake Wyseth says they compared different canola seeding rates for both air seeders and row crop planters. When we looked at the different seeding rates for each type of equipment, regardless of the low seeding rate, uh, resulted in acceptable crop yields. And it's quite an interesting observation because even at a rate of, let's say, two and a half pounds of seed per acre, which is about half of what is maybe traditionally used, we saw acceptable crop yields. And I think there's substantial savings to be made for growers there. In the coming days, the detailed research results will be posted at a new website, www.discoveryfarm.ca. The tagline is Unearthing Possibilities Through Farmer-Led Research. The bit about it being farmer-led research is critically important. We want to make sure that we have an open 
channel of communication. If anyone has any ideas for questions or research trials that they are thinking of or issues that they're seeing on their farm, please reach out to us through the website. And we would also like to hear your feedback on what you thought of this year's trials. Did they make sense? Did they resonate with you? Blake Weiss spoke at a farm forum in Saskatoon this week. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed this past week. Provincial cattle specialist Leah Clark says prices were up as much as $2 and down as much as $3 depending on the weight category. Feeder cattle were mixed this past week. Saskatchewan feeder steers ranged between $2.21 per hundredweight higher to $3.37 per hundredweight lower compared to the previous week. The largest price increase was for the 400 to 500 pound feeder steers, while the largest price decrease was for those 500 to 600 weight feeder steers. Heifers followed similar trends. Price ranged from a decline of $2.79 per hundred weight to an increase of $2.32 per hundred weight. The largest reported price decline was in was for those 400 to 500 weight feeder heifers, while the largest price increase was for the heavier seven to eight hundred weight feeder heifer. And what were the factors behind these price changes? I think at the end of the day, if we look to our indicators, those future markets, and take account of the inventory, I think it really tells the, the tale of what's happening with these markets. And what were marketings? Canfax reported that a total of 37,171 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan over the week. This was down from 47,000 head a week ago and slightly down from the same week in 2018, but we're still 4% up in marketings this year, year to date. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Prices for live-weight non-side cattle in Alberta were mixed compared to the previous week. The price of D2 slaughter cows decreased 15 cents per hundredweight to average 79.75, while the price for D3 slaughter cows experienced a price increase of 15 cents to average $70.07. The fed cattle prices for Alberta fed steers this week were reported at $150.30, and this is a price increase of $2.42 from the previous week. Were there any serious U.S. factors influencing the market? We're seeing those future markets kind of recover from last week. Last week, the, the cattle on feed report showed that we had higher inventories and larger carcass weights. So I think we're just recovering from that downturn we saw last week. Leah Clark compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola went up $1.10 at four sixteen seventy eight. Oats dropped $1.17 at $206.70. Number one red spring wheat fell $0.29 cents at $209.02. The rest unchanged. Durham, $266.39. Feed barley, $182.68. Flax, $520.79. Lentils, $372.50. Yellow peas, $244.89. Feed wheat, $156.83. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up four cents at five nineteen a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. This is the market report for the Assiniboia livestock auction for the week of December third. Cow cows were up actually, and surprisingly, 
The one and two cows were sold mostly from 75 cents to 85 cents with a good, odd, good, high-yielding limo cow up to 90 cents. D3 cows are 60 to 70 cents a pound, and canter cows 40 to 50 cents. Bulls are steady at 93 cents to $1.03. Steer calves, you have 450 to 500 pounds. Average, $2.20 a pound, so up to 246. At 500 to 550 pounds, steers average two dollars and eleven cents a pound, sold up to 235. 550 to 600 pounds, steers average two dollars and one cents a pound, sold up to 221. At 600 to 650 pounds, steers average a dollar 92, sold up to 212. The 650 to 700 pounds, steers average a dollar 83, sold up to two dollars a pound. And seven to 800 pounds, steers average a dollar 75, sold up to a dollar 93. Some of the highlights of the sale were 600 and uh, are through, were 360 pound steers at 264 cents a pound, 500 pound black steers at 235 a pound, 550 pound black steers at 220, 600 pound black steers at two dollars and seven cents a pound, and 650 pound black steers at two dollars a pound. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices: Sig 5 TCP BP2 128 dollars 92 cents per hundred kilos. BP4, TCP4, $147.15 per CKG. The outlook, partly cloudy, wind 15K, the high minus 5, the low minus 11. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, winds up to 15K, the high minus 4, wind chill minus 16 in the morning, minus 8 in the afternoon, the low minus 9. In Regina, sunny and minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.